Welcome to the ministry of Reverend David Edigenfi. Reverend David is the founder and president of Kingdom Mystery Center Worldwide. He is an end-time apostle mandated to raise mature sons of God who will explicitly manifest their identity in Christ. Reverend David has a dynamic music ministry and is the author of Dangers of Wrong Marriage. His strong passion for soul winning has spread Jesus for all nations, an evangelistic crusade ministry. Now listen to Reverend David Edgerby. Come on, come on, come on. Bless him. Give him glory. Give him praise. We give him praise, Lord. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' precious name. Father, we pray for your presence with us. Anoint me, Lord, this morning. Lord, in this hour, be a blessing unto us. Anoint us, empower us, destroy the devil for our sake. Let the enemy fall down like lightning. Lord, let your name be exalted in our camp, and let our glory and our praise be amplified unto your name. We give you glory. Speak your word to me. Speak your word through me, and speak your word to your people. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege to share your word. Anoint my tongue and let it go like fire, even in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Look at somebody and ask the person, are you really alive? No, 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 I'm not hearing you. Ask the person, are you really alive? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Tell the person, prove yourself as a living being. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's take our seats. Wow, what a blessing. This morning, I'm talking to you shortly on our love and giving. Our love and giving. Amen. Amen. I was so surprised when Pastor Sami came up during the offering time and he said, For God so loved the world. Because that's the scripture. That's all I'm here for. John 316. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but that person should have everlasting life. For God so loved the world that he gave. You cannot tell me you love without giving. Beloved, the truth of the matter is that people can give without loving. People can give without loving. But you see, our work in this world, we have a place we are going. One day we are going to give account of everything that we are doing on earth here. So we must carefully live our lives. Live your life with all understanding understand why you are doing what you are doing don't just do things because you saw your mother do it because you saw your father do it because everybody is doing it the other day Jesus said 
He said the things that men celebrate on earth here, they mean nothing in heaven. So don't let a popular opinion determine your direction in life. Rather, you must understand why things happen the way they happen and why you must do what you are doing. At a point in my Christian life, I stopped praying in tongues. Because I didn't understand it. I was I was I was Holy Ghost baptized. Two weeks after being born again, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in tongues. But for one year at a point, I decided not to speak in tongues again. Because I wasn't sure of what I was saying. And I didn't have understandings of what I was engaging myself in. And nobody could explain it to me. So I stopped. Hallelujah. I stopped. I wasn't mining. I wasn't focusing on it. For one year. Born again believer. Part of the healing and deliverance team. Yet doesn't pray in tongues. What kind of person am I? Yet I was around. Kicking. We go for prayer meeting. I was part of the intercession department also. We go for prayer meeting and we lift prayer topic and we begin to pray. And I can pray as 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 long as two minutes. And then I be I begin to behave like the Pharisee with repetition. Repetition. How many times do you have to say a thing for God to hear? Some of us feel that if we say plenty, then God will hear that. No, that thing is serious. So sometimes you can go to a church and they will raise a prayer topic. Your mom and then they will start it. They will start it. How many kunimamens will let God know that you want to kill somebody? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hey. Hey. How many ejantoms do you need for God to know? Say, these are the things Jesus is telling us that when you do this, you are behaving hypocritical. You are like the Pharisee. What is a Pharisee? Yeah. You are like what? Pharisee. So I became a Pharisee Christian. Amen. Amen. Are you a torture driver? Are you a torture driver? Eh? I don't know. 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 I 
that's how some of you have been behaving in prayer. And you think that the Bible says, I think God hears you the, the many words and the repetition of them. God hears first the heart before the lips. Some of you, some of the prayers you are praying, it's not something even from your heart, and that is why it's not even answered. Because in the mouth of two or three witnesses, a matter is established. But this one, it's only one person that is speaking. It's only your lips. When God checks your heart, the thing is not really there. You don't really want it. You are just making vibes. So I stop for one, one. I go for repetition, and I wasn't seeing anything. So one day we went for a program at Odansko. It was a kind of a camp, and there was a deliverance session, and I was part of the deliverance team. This this powerless brother who have decided not to activate power. I mean, power, power residing in me, but I wasn't activating it. And I realized that the brothers, the, the way they were casting out, come on, I'm now doing the way you do more. To me, be an NDSC. You see that we are looking at my face. That's how we are looking at my face. I said, Pierre, you are looking at my face. Realize actually the power is not too much. So I walked around like that and said, God, if this tongue is from you, I'm going to use it. Prove to me that it's wrong. So I went back to this lady. And I laid my hands on her. And I realized the power is in the thing. From that day, I told myself, ah, I'll not stop again. Then I started again. Why? Understanding has come. Now I understand what I'm doing. And as I have understood it. Amen. Amen. So you have to understand everything you are doing. That is how you will be able to release the power of the thing. And it is only in that medium you can serve God well. The Bible says that who would dance to uncertain sound? It's in the Bible. Who would dance? So it is understanding that determines our actions. That's why you come to church. You don't say praise the Lord. You don't say amen. You don't say anything. And you've made your face like Mumwedu. No, why you were to say Mumwedu? You don't know Mumwedu. It's a town. I love it because of the name. I think it's for people that love frowning. Amen. Amen. The attitude of God, God doesn't have love. God is love. And anybody that has love is a giver. But the truth of the matter is, like I said, it's not every giver that has love. The Bible says that if I give my body to be burned and I have no love, that means that I can be a giver but not possessor of what? Love. The power and the blessings of giving 
is actually connected to our love. When love is given, there is certain excitement and sweetness that is attached to it. That's the truth. Amen. So every lover is a giver. Giving is the basis for redemption. But what propelled the attitude of giving from God was the fact that He loved. For God so loved the world that He gave. Giving is the key element in the Father's character. The whole plan of redemption actually revolves around giving. Giving. And it is the only best way of receiving. Whoever does not give cannot receive. Because the capacity to receive is built out of the ability to give. So if you are not a giver, I'm telling you the truth, you cannot receive. So you can be in the church and I will be prophesying and everybody shouting, I receive. Actually, you are not receiving because you are not a giver. Because you are not a giver. You don't just get up and go and just lift any weight. It would take you certain exercises morning after morning and one day you win the competition the ability to build your muscles your, your muscles to receive is connected to your, your exercise of what? giving anybody that has who has never given is a thief you have never given you don't, you've not given but you have if you like take yourself you realize that you have stolen it you will see that you have stolen it hallelujah praise the lord so you must prove to God that you love him by what? by giving God created the world he created man and the devil took over the world he took over man and went to heaven I mean before he took over the earth and, and man from heaven his top archangel he lost him and then one third of the angels in heaven he lost them 
Oba binya sanye ma wenu. Nyakupo eshwe ne bofo pa ewa osu. Enafin so na bofo wuchemu miyansa ofemu bako edikoi. And then on earth, the earth he has created like his estates. Asa sensu awabono. His estates, his possession on earth he has created. He lost everything. Including Adam and Eve, his, 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 his the manifestation, the demonstration of God's wisdom, God's glory, God's power, God's love, God's kindness, God's grace was actually found in you. If you want to see how kind God is, when angels want to know how kind God is, they look at you. When they want to know how gracious God is, they look at you. If they want to know how intelligent God is, they look at you. Angels, God, Jesus cannot die for, uh, what's the name? Angels. So angels don't understand what grace is. Angels were called. And they appeared. So they came to be God. So they don't understand what it means for God to be merciful. They have never seen the demonstration of God's mercy ever in their life. If you are talking about the Father, He's a powerful, almighty God. They don't understand what He's trying to say. But you see, God's manifestation of his love, his grace, his mercy, his kindness, his patience towards us makes the angels now understand how merciful he is, how kind he is, how loving he is because when they, they look at us, the way we are and the way God has patience and the way God takes his time and how God has designed our hair and how God has arranged things about us and how God has designed the mountains, they look at all those things and they see that oh forever oh God thy word is settled in heaven you are a mighty God you are a great I am there is none like you there is none that can be compared unto you yeah and that's how angels learn so the Bible says something. He said, if the angels they want to know something about God, they come to us. They come with notebook and they watch us. I'm not telling you stories. I'm telling you something true. This is how important you are. You are the professor of angels. Do you know the Bible says one day you 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 will judge angels? Wow. So when God lost all those things and he needed them back, he started thinking about what to do. God had three thirds of the angels he lost in heaven. He could have called anyone and sent the person go down there. The guy has taken my estate. Go and whip him and bring my estates back to me. But God said, no. That will not work. Because if God had done that, he would have lost it again. He would have lost it again. And he may have even lost more. 
Because when you are not even done that, when you are not gone for to attack the enemy and all those things, look, the enemy took t- one third. How much more sending another bag? Oh, he may have lost it. Let me tell you, don't joke with Satan. You look strong and powerful because you have a mighty God with you. He's not a useless Satan. <laughs> I say he is not a useless Satan. Is not a useless Satan. No? How many of you believe that the devil is useless? He's not useless. At the point, God has to use him to even help your redemption. The Bible says if they had known, they wouldn't have crucified the God of glory. So, when he was trying to kill Jesus Christ, it was actually a setup. So, what? Is it not somehow? It's not sad to know that Satan is sometimes even works for God, and you, you don't work for God. You that Jesus died for, you don't work for God. The Bible says all things are working together for the good of them that love God. So he's concerning you. All the things Satan is doing even against your life, God is using them for your benefit. The last time I saw and I heard your testimony, it was out of your test. Who did it? It was not Satan who was here. So even the devil is serving God. <laughs> and you, you are not. Hey! So God had to now look for his own son. It was the only son. And then he gave him. Why did God choose that one? You could have fought the devil. Why did you choose giving? You could have done anything. You could have. You are the one that created the world. You can even cast it to him and create a new one. But why would you use giving? beloved one of the statements I want to make this morning for you to understand is that giving out of love is a dangerous weapon in the camp of the devil it destroys a lot of things and God also wanted to have an eternal resource an eternal result so the only way to do it was to go through love which is him the Bible says God is love to go through love to do the giving so that his reception will be eternal because the only way to receive is to give there is no other way there is no other way there's no other way. The only way to re- receive is to give. So the plan of redemption was birthed out of giving. By the love of God. For God so loved the world that he gave 
For God so loved the world that He gave. Many of us we are here. We say we love God. Do we give? Do we give? All of us, many of us are here. We only come to church because we want to receive. You see, we think we can lobby God to have what we are looking for. Many of us we lobby God through prayer. We love God through fasting. And you see, we enforce, I enforce, I superimpose. I'm like, you have not even paid your tithe. Look at the way you are pretty powerful. Lord, in the name of Jesus, the Bible says that man shall be barren. You're not even my animals. God, I'm a human being. I am born by the blood. I'm bought by the blood. I have been sanctified. Jesus died for me. Why, why, am, I not, why am I not giving birth? Why not? You have not even had your first child. You know why? You have not even given your first fruit. You don't know how to give first fruit like your first child. I said the power to receive can only be built out of the power to give. God wanted to receive the world back. God wanted to receive Adam and Eve back. God wanted to redeem all the things he has lost back. So he had to go through what? Give it. So you look at the church today and it's like, it's the place that we are looking for poor people. Poor people. You go to church, that's where you find it. To the standard, we have a proverb that you are as poor as a church mouse. And that church mouses are poor. Why should, why should a, a mouse in a church receiving the word of God and being anointed every day should be poor? If a mouse is here and a mouse which is outside, which one is more important? Is it not an irony for me to sit by power and lack power? So the church looks powerless. The church looks poor. The church looks... We have nothing. We 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 walk in mediocrity. We 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 look useless. Why? Because we are sitting by power. We don't know how to give. We have only come to receive. Everybody is sitting on the bench because he wants to receive. The last time we prayed for you and you broke a chair, did you make make attempt to even buy buy it back? You have not made attempt. Your highest offering, which has been in the church, has been five cities. Even that one crowd. One day we were there when somebody came that what, what two of your pastor by Genesis. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just this year. When I was told I was, I was looking at the financial book. So we have to be careful. So what see yeah, she So when I look at this place, pastors who have been duping people, and about for and then they are using it to bomb wine in their house. And I, I pity them all. I look at them. Look, people do understand judgment. This year we are going to do eschatology, a little eschatology. We are going to go into it. You do understand what the judgment of God is. That is why you are doing what you are doing. When somebody is bringing me an offering, I ask the person, are you giving it to the church or you are giving it to me? Me. So, Pastor, where they are? Then I call my secretary, Chris. This my tithe. The money I pay tithe has been sanctified for my use. If you say church, ask them. I don't touch it. I said, please go and give it to them. Let them take records. If like collect receipt from them. Because if I keep it and by mistake, <laughs> something happens. Hey, God's money. Nobody saw it, but God has seen me. Nobody saw it, but God has seen me. 
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I believe, I believe I'm preaching something very powerful. It doesn't look like this, the message I came with, but I think it's, it's good. Because as I'm talking this way, it means that somebody's about to steal. Many a times, eh, when God is speaking like this, He is warning you before it happens. The day I was going to have an accident, I knew something bad would happen that day. I knew. My God, for the first time, that day, the way I was in the hurry, for the first time, I stepped on this car. Oh, this car was not going. So I was telling you, I said, ah, the car is not pulling for me. It's not pulling, eh? Hey. I was just relaxed and before I realized somebody had just crossed me. So if the car was pulling, ah, I would have grinded her. I did everything. <laughs> she bought the car. Let's go with this. This one, the, the, the tank is full. I said, Joe, I don't feel like we should use your car. Like your car is too light for me. I don't feel like we should use it. So let's go with the Benz. And I will enter room and tell. I told her, somebody is about to steal. I said, somebody is about to steal. This is why God is making me talk to you. I pray for the message of God for you. If already you have stolen, please bring it. If you have made your mind, you have made your mind that when you go, me, you are going to spend your tithe. Please change now. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Three areas that you must give effectively. Number one, give your life. When it comes to your relationship with God, learn how to give your life. Give your life. Number two, give your time. Hmm. Give your time. And then number three, give your money. These three areas are very difficult for people to give. But if you can give this, you'll be able to give these three areas. There is nothing you cannot receive. Anybody that has the power to redeem his life to save his life from destruction to save his life and to prosper his life and to do well in this life is somebody who knows how to give his life he said I have the power to lay it down and because of that I also have the power to take it up some of you need the life of God you, he has given his life for you Jesus has died for you but you are not ready to give your life you are not ready 
You are so self-centered, selfish. You are thinking about yourself. I was talking to one daughter of mine. I said, listen to me. You have the power to dress anyhow. And God would have been happy if you, have, you feel free. Look, if nobody was in the world, if nobody was in the world, and you were naked, naked lady and you are around, would God have trouble? Some of you think that God has trouble with your nakedness. God doesn't have trouble with your mini skirt. God has so those of you are talking about trousers and all those things. It is useless preaching. If you do, God doesn't like trousers. When Adam and Eve were created, they were created naked because nobody was in the world. No when a lion looks at a naked woman, nothing happens to her. I mean, God have any trouble with anybody. Stop telling us that when you wear trousers, you have problem. problem. When you wear miniskirt, you have trouble. It's not true. It's not written anywhere in the Bible. By God's nature, he has no trouble. God has no have any trouble with that. So I was telling the daughter, said, however you dress, and you pie here, God has As long as it is not causing somebody his salvation, he has no trouble. When you read the Bible, the Bible says that if the food you are eating will cause somebody, it's a sin for you. Food. It will miniscate now, Sharon. So be any trouble. Oh, yeah, okay. But tell me what trouble there any we know what we are talking about you have made yourself like because of the holy ghost you don't have feeling but the thing is there it is killing you this is our trouble now. This is our trouble. This, no, this is our trouble. I'm telling you, brother. And you say, brother, no, I'm prepared for open prayer, no. But the sister is here. When is he, when he stands here? My God, I said, see what's my message I have to tell the people. This is a trouble. So sister is like we not kidding how but it's eating us up. It's eating us up. It's causing us. So for me the sanamit here. So for me the sanamit here. You are not able to give your life, your life. You are not able to give up your miniskirt for the salvation of other people. God is looking for sheep. No, I'm telling you the truth. Are the sisters here? Please allow me to talk about these things here. Because it is eating us up. It is destroying us. Certain people go home and masturbate because of you. you. I'm telling you the truth. I won't lie to you. I'm not lying to you. People go home and look. You, you, you. Listen, somebody, somebody will rip a, another person because of certain dressings. One day, a sister 
went to visit a brother. This one is not in this church. Oh. It's not because it's secret. That's why it's not in this church. It's, not, it's true. It's not in this church. Oh, no, if it's in this church, I'll tell you. <laughs> and then the sister was leaving and she forgot her purse. She went with her brother and the brother said, okay, tell me to meet him in Samaji. Within that short time, it happened in this time. I can carry you to the house and the room where it happened. Me. I'm telling you. Digital address. I can take you there straight. Yeah. The sister went and came back and her face has changed. She could not tell anybody until her belly started coming out. The brother has raped her. Hey. This was a Christian brother. Sister, I'm telling you the truth that that way you, you have been doing your lipstick, eh, it is causing trouble. Somebody wants to, I want to dress to kill. Kill who? You will die first. I say you will die first. In the name of. You want to kill who? I'm preaching. I'm preaching. They say what? Every day, when you will nip set traffic light, do so, do so, do so, do, and I will back. We are tired of you. Look at that sister's face and tell him you are looking at that here. Amen. Learn to give your life. All of us, as we are standing here, as we are standing here, we have certain things we love, but for yourself, you must learn how to give your life. You like it this way, but for the sake of Christ, open the church. I have to go this way. He gave his life. He gave his life. It is your turn now. He gave his life that he may have your life. God is looking for your life. He died for you that you may live for him. So Paul said, This life that I live, it is no longer I, but it is Christ, the one that died for me, is the one I'm living for. Who do you live for? Do you live for your boyfriend? Do you live for your girlfriend? Do you live for your mother or your father? Or you are living for the Lord? Why do you take the decisions you take? Why do you do the things you do? If you love God, you must give your life. You can't tell me you love Jesus and you live anyhow. Look, the truth of the matter is that some people think that they are very religious and they are holy. Actually, their holiness is even the reason why some people don't come to church. Those religious attitudes. The we are sister was Maxia who did beyond the basso. I'm my brother who said, and I understand my crowd who said, I saw the crowd who are we took 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 to know who you took took. Then I does it only my wife is on gross on gross on gross. Look at council or body. There's ever got a tea. 
English, they say lady. So lady, to how will you explain it? Also, lady who see and I said, that's why Because of the way you dress. In the name of holiness and righteousness and this in some way. This is why that brother or that sister doesn't want to come to church because she likes to look smart. She likes to look good. She likes to, she likes to dress in such a way that nobody can, I mean, change the mind of the husband. But the way you are dressing, the bar, sorry, not the static dress. Yeah, husband Where, where magazine in the house, you see what you do to you. And one can me and to be one semi can buy any to ever come. And catch on. No, I might say something very important here. Learn how to give your life. Yesterday, as at 12 o'clock in the night, this ashes have come to sweep and done everything. And I had to I had to wake up. Go and call my wife. She was finishing the message. Where were you? Some of you, you don't, you don't give your life. You, we, God doesn't have you. God doesn't have you. You want everything from God. You want everything. You want visa. You want husband. You want. You, you don't have anything of yours. Have you thought about that? Give your life. The government has everything about you. The government has everything from six o'clock to eight o'clock in the night. The government when you are any day, baby, I will come. We say a tie. Any day, I will say freeze. We say aircon. The, the Lord doesn't have you. Can you give your life to God? Have you given your life to God? Oh, Pastor, 1992. I have given my life to God. Is that how you give your life to God? How much of your life has God? Taking over. Ah, look at somebody and say, let it not be difficult for you to gift to the Lord. Tell the person, let it not be difficult for you to give back unto God. Hallelujah. So I want to end my preaching here. As you have prepared your heart to be a giver because you love the Lord, anything that the devil wants to use to disturb you, God will take care of it. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Yes. Some of the church members that travel out of this country. I can see why some of them are prospering and some of them are not prospering. There are some of them, whilst they are there, they are still sending down their tithe, their first fruit, they are supporting the project. 
Some of them are there support. Some of them are even in school. Still find something. And then, please, this is my support for the project. This man, and God is doing them well. Now, go refuse your class for me. Refuse your Amen. You want to lift your two hands in heaven and pray, say, Father, I've heard your word. Release grace for giving. Make me an agent of a temple builder. Place money in my my hand, in my account, in my bank. Increase me on all sides. And cause me, Lord, to love you the more. Release my substance unto you, Lord. Release my substance unto you, Lord. Not keeping anything from you. Jesus said, I lay down my life. Lord, I give you my life. I give you my time. I give you my money. I give you my life. I give you my time. I give you my money. Lift a voice and pray. I want to be a giver. I want to be a giver. A cheerful one, of course. A cheerful one, of course. Pray and tell God as this prophetic sacrifice is coming, Lord, I want to throw a challenge by giving to you. I want to throw a challenge by giving to you. Lift your voice. Come on. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Tell him that, Lord, I want to provoke you with my sacrifice. With my sacrifice, I have decided to give you something I've never ever done in my life before. I have decided, I've decided, I've decided to give you something that I have never done in my life before. Lord, provoke me. Everybody pray. Lord, provoke, provoke that grace upon my life. Release that grace upon my life. Release that grace upon my life. The Bible calls it all grace. All grace. All grace. Come on, let me hear your voice. Lift your voice and pray. Tell him. Tell him that you come to the point and pray like Jesus said or make a declaration and say that I'm able to lay down my life and I will pick it back again. Without the ability to lay down your life, you cannot have the power to pick it up. You cannot have the power to pick it up. Hey, are you praying? The Bible says it is more pleasant to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give than to receive. If you want to be blessed, you must be a giver. That's what the Bible says. Some of you are planning to release certain lands. Some of you are planning to release certain cars. Some of you are planning to release certain precious things in your life. Certain expensive things because of the sacrifice, because of the lost temple. You want to say, Lord, release more. Cause me to have more because I want to even do more. I want to do more. 
I want to do more. Lord, I wish I can do 20,000. I wish I can do 50,000. And I say this. I wish I can do 100,000. Lord, I wish I can do more. Lord, send me more that I may do more. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe. You can share with your friends. Take a screenshot and share it on your social stories and tag us at KMC Worldwide. For more information, visit kmcworldwide.org. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.